Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the College to Pro.com NFL Draft Lab. Red Dragon Football Podcast. I am your show host, Bo Marchand. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us. And a big shout out once again to Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance for powering the program as we cover the Niles McKinley McKinley Red Dragons 2020 season. And COVID conditions is crazy. So we're doing a live show tonight. We're inside the old coaches' room. So all of the people familiar with the stadium, that's where we're doing the broadcast live. We're going to bring Coach Perry on second, but we're going to feature the player first. There might be a little audio in between there. But nonetheless, we have a fantastic young man. And one thing I loved about this kid was last year he really emerged. And he was one of those guys you could see had a pulse about him. And it's the best part about it is he's continued to take that into his senior season. It's none other than the man that they know as Cujo. Other folks might know him as Curtis Taylor, but he plays fullback. And he's a fantastic linebacker as well. I like to call him the Miles McKinley version of Chris Spillman, if you will, Curtis, welcome to the show. Um, what's this COVID season been like for you? It's been crazy. We got we always got to separate. We always got to have face masks. Got to do everything different. It's nothing like it's. We just got to work with it. It's it's way different from last season. Definitely. Now you know you're growing up. You probably always anticipate. I can't wait to play for the Dragons and play high school football. You finally, you know, you, then you got to worry about are they going to allow you to play? You get over that hurdle. What's it like being under the Friday night lights and there's no fans, you know, no student section, no bands, you know, all the atmosphere that kind of brings the real pulse. It's crazy. It's kind of quiet, but it's different. It's really different. Can you hear the other team? Like, yeah. I mean, like more like signals or. Yeah, you, can, you get, you definitely can hear more signals. You don't really hear a lot of people in the stands and it's really different. <laughs> now the particular, maybe there's the parents in the stands that are usually loud. Do they sound a little bit louder? Are they, can you hear them a little bit? Obviously, yeah, a little you bit. can hear some parents more and more <laughs> and then others. <laughs> I never really thought about that, but that, that'd be right. Now, one thing I, I heard now, uh, I heard uh, Monday, I was in MetLife for the Steelers-Giants uh, game, and uh, afterwards one of the players said that um, the one thing that they couldn't hear, I know an NFL stadium compared to a high school stadium, there might be you know some differences in terms of the, you know, the volume, but they said they, they heard their own team cheering for them more, their own players encouraging them more. Is that something you hear yourself? Maybe your teammates kind of out there doing something you might have not heard before? Yeah, sometimes we hear our teammates way more than the um, fans, but it's more, more, more likely the stands that we hear. Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, I, again, I, I really admire the way you can find and track football. Let's kind of talk about that. I mean, how much is just preparation and how much is just instinct? You just know when that ball's going. Um. But um, it's just instinct, like you said. It's you just got to work with it, get it better and better over the years, and then you kind of get the flow of the game, and then it just goes from there. You got to learn the small details, and then (laughs) (laughs) you feel like you're a second ahead of the game. When the ball snapped, it's Cujo already saying, "You know what? I know they're going to pull. They're running right. They're running off tackle. I got to fill this gap." Some plays, yeah. You, I don't really know how to explain (laughs) it. Yeah, um, I don't really know how to explain it. Well, take us through. Come on, the helmet's on. It's 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 second and six. Second, 
Yeah. I just check in and say, so you know, you got to get that momentum. You got to stop them, try to push them back farther. And then when they, if they do get that first time, you just got to keep going to the next play. Just got to keep going to the next play. What's it like being in the huddle with you? Are you are you the are you the energy maker? Or you kind of feed off everybody else? We all feed off of each other. It's we all give our different vibes. Yeah. Some of us have our heads down, but then we pick each other back up. We try to do our best. I mean, you stick a guy, you're down there in the pie, you're getting off. You ever leave a, any extra words? Or you just kind of get up and go about your business. Sometimes you got to leave an extra <laughs> word, and then sometimes you just walk away. <laughs> Excellent. I know. I mean, and you're a tackling machine. I mean, do you? Do you I know. It, it's you know. You don't. You're not obsessed with stats. I mean, you might be, but I mean, do you, do you go into a game going, "Hey, man, I got to get double digit tackles," or you know, "Tonight's the night. I got to do this," or personal no. goals? Mm, I really don't set. I really don't set personal goals. What goals? I really just go in and then try to do what the best I can do and try to leave everything on the field. Excellent stuff. Once again, Curtis Taylor, the, the teammates know him as Cujo. Um, maybe everybody of us knows Everybody know you as Cujo? Mostly. Some people call me Curtis, but most people call me Cujo. When did that come about? Started when I was younger. I really don't know what age, but I don't really, I don't even really know who gave it to me. It was either my coach or my mom, but they, they always, my mom's always arguing, saying it was her. <laughs> <laughs> so were you a devilish little, I mean, how do you create? Like, you know, Cujo's, you know, I mean, we think of Cujo's this vicious uh, St. Bernard that was, you know, doing what you had to do to take people down. I mean, what were you doing to kind of earn that type of title? You just got to go out with that dog mentality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. So, for you, I mean, senior year, just kind of reflect on what it's been like so far. I mean, you did get past the hurdle of getting on the field now you're here. Talk about, you know, one and two. You guys are home against Struthers. I just walked through the locker room. Those guys seem like they're kind of got a good vibe going. What's the mindset going in to get to even two and two? Um, we're just keep putting in the work, and then we. Uh, let me. Wait, what was the question again? Can you... Two, you've wanted two. I mean, you know, what, what what do you guys, you know, what's the mindset to get the mind to? We gotta just come out and focus and work on the little things that we keep messing up on in the games, and then fix it in practice. Is there one thing you think that stands out right now? I mean, one thing that you could, you know, I mean, I know like like a couple of years ago, it seemed like, you know, the first, second quarter you guys came out. I even this past week, it seemed like the first, you know, you guys were really on par, even against Paul, and then you kind of guys kind of just lose that same pace as the game progresses. I mean, a quick start, just endurance, what's the plan? Um, to be honest, I think we're, I think we're a second half team. Yeah. I think we come out slow in the first half and we get it more in the, in the second. But if we came off like faster and harder in the first quarter, it would be a lot better. Nice. And, again, I mean, a couple more games left. How quick did this whole high school experience go by? It's going by quick. <laughs> Days are flying by. I mean, you were a freshman, probably looking up to the kids coming through, and now the freshmen are looking at Cujo making all these tackles and big blocks, opening up the running lanes. I mean, uh, when you look at these young guys, do you just ever look at them and think, hey, or say anything to them like, wait, this goes fast, it'll be your moment? Yeah, we – we always talk to our younger classmen. We try to do the best that we can and give them those steps and that they need. And then, yeah. yeah. Now, take us inside uh, Cujo, I mean, the inner circle of the team. I mean, on a Friday night, I guess social distancing or the best you could do. I mean, who are your buddies? I mean, who you you know who are the guys that you call your closest teammates? My closest teammates are probably my linebackers. And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all got a big bond there. That's our – yeah, just so you folks know, I, I'm looking across the table. That's the biggest smile Kucho did the whole the whole time. I said when he said his linebacker teammates, he definitely definitely got a big smile. Now, do you guys consider yourselves different assets? You know, as one guy to tackle sack. I mean, 
I mean, you guys ever kind of? You know? Yeah, we're all different. Like, we all, like, some of us got our speed, some of us got the filling, and then that's really, I don't know how to early answer. Yeah, fair enough. Now, I ask all the college guys when we do the show, I'll ask you this. I mean, so when we put you under the helmet, we don't know that's Curtis Taylor playing the game. If you could be one NFL guy making those plays, what guy would you want to be? NFL player. Ooh. That's a hard one. Oh, you kind of emulate. When you, you know, when you put that helmet on, you're daydreaming, you're watching the NFL on Sunday, and you're like, man, if I could be that cat. I always been, I always wanted to be like a wide receiver, so probably like oh. Juju. <laughs> I never – No, no linebacker at all. Are you no. threw me off there. I always like I, – I always wanted to try to get on the offensive side. I just don't really – Learn the plays. It's just, <laughs> they don't stick in my head. It's like uh, they come in one ear and go out the other. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, man. All right, well, hey, we don't want to keep you too long. We know everybody's getting cleaned up, and you guys have been practicing late. I know last week we tried to get it done, but it just ran a little too late, and we're going to get it done. But uh, we always call it three and out, a couple off-the-wall questions. Um, Halloween is not around the corner, but it's uh, you going trick-or-treating, and if you do, what's going to cost you? Um. I don't think I'm going to go trick-or-treating this year. I, I don't know. I haven't went in, like, the past two to three years. Yeah. Well, when's the last time you went? What you dress up as? The last time that I went? Ooh. I think I just dressed up as a football player. <laughs> I really think I did. You didn't tackle anybody and take their candy, did you? No. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. That's why I called you. Uh, how about this one? I, we've been talking video games, Xbox, PlayStation. PlayStation. Um, yeah. And what's the forte? What's the Modern yeah. Warfare? Yeah. Call of Duty, yeah. Or some Fortnite. Yeah. Throw it a little bit of a mix. Now, every time we have a, one of you guys in here to ask that question, everybody always proclaims they're the the greatest at that game. Are, I mean, are you the modern warfare wizard? I don't think I'm up. I'm, I'm pretty up there. Yeah. I don't think I'm below everybody, but I think <laughs> I'm pretty up there. <laughs> Excellent. And then the final one, um, if you could win the game, you're gonna, you guys got Struthers at home tonight. Um, you want to take the handoff and a nice stiff arm while you, like, tumble 15, 20 yards into the end zone? Or would you rather stick a guy and pick up the fumble or just maybe get an INT? And, uh, I'd rather really stick a guy and pick up a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it, man. Kujo, you've really been a pleasure to watch. And I really mean it. Last year, to watch you kind of really emerge and establish yourself, and you become one of the forces on the defense. Uh, it's been fun to watch. And, hey, continued success. Hopefully you guys get the dragon. Two and two. And, folks, out there, again, we're doing a live uh, show. Um, Cujo might have to go find Coach Perry. And this is kind of like Radio Row. If you're down and ever been around Radio Row, sometimes you have scheduled guests. And while you're sitting at the table like we are and you see other guests walking by, you kind of say, hey, can we get a minute? And you put the microphones and the earbuds in and you go at it. So Cujo is going to exit, and then we're going to bring in Coach Perry stage right. So if you can find Coach Perry, bring him in, and, and we'll continue the show. Good Thank you very much. Show. No problem again. What is that? Curtis Taylor, linebacker as they know, as Cujo. That is a fantastic thing, and uh, could have been his mom that gave him that nickname. And uh, I would love to have his mom come on the show to find out um, how that's gone that way that, you, you know, she wanted to call him and earn that nickname, Cujo. So, listen, we, we got a one and two team, and, you know, the last couple games haven't gone their way. I mean, 14 points scored, 69 given up. It's not exactly the blueprint that, you know, these guys want to chase and, and desire to uh, achieve. But nonetheless, you know, that's how it's gone the last couple of weeks. Miles, Post Struthers. This weekend, Bo Ryan Stadium, COVID conditions. We know it's a little bit tricky for everybody. And then we have a couple games remaining. I think we got Lakeview and Gerard. And, uh, and then and it'll be wrapped up. Wild, wild COVID season. But we're going to wait for Coach Perry as he makes his way to the Niles McKinley 
Red Football Podcast here in the old coaches room as I sit and wait. And uh, it's been fun. I, we apologize again. Last week, um, we tried to get the show done, but uh, we were just really, really booked for time. Um, one night I came down and I had other obligations as well. But with that said, Coach Perry, we're live. He's back. I, I, I told him this is like Radio Row. If you've ever been on Radio Row, you got your featured guest. You guys got coming on, but if somebody scoots by, you just grab them. So we're, you're one of those guys walking by, and we're like, Coach Perry, Coach Perry, can we get you down? We're going to throw the headphones on you, and we're going to get the chat. How's that sound? Great. A busy night. I mean, we've been <laughs> we've been burning the burning the hours here. Good night all. Get get off the field till about six, but uh, you know that's that's what it takes to get the things squared away. We got to do it. Now I was talking with Cujo earlier, and just about COVID conditions. What's it like for you just coaching and there's no fans? Um, I mean, how much can you hear of your own players, maybe even the other team? You know, I don't notice much different in that way, really, just because I don't ever notice it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get a comment from, you know, maybe it was somebody in the stands the next day or one of our coaches and just say, did you hear this guy? Like, I, I honestly don't hear anything, and that's probably a good thing. Uh my wife would be the first to tell you I cannot do two things at once. If I'm focused on one, everything else is blocked out. And I think that's just what happened in the game. So I don't really notice a bit. I guess the first week you noticed some of the quietness of it. And then when we went to Poland, we didn't have our band. We noticed that, hey, we did something good. Where's the band? It was, it was quiet. So, uh, But for the most part, yeah, you're not really – you're just kind of focused on what you're doing. And uh, we're just happy to be playing football. Uh, definitely, and that's what Cujo mentioned. Curtis Taylor, you mentioned the same thing. Uh, regardless of you know everything going on, just the opportunity to be out there Friday night light. So one and two, you guys got Struthers. I know the last couple of games have been rough, um, but again, powerhouse schools as well. You guys are trying to get to that powerhouse level. Um, what's on store for Struthers? Kind of give us some. You always, you're the head coach, and you always give us great insight on what some things that we should look for and what some things you might do. Yeah, well, first let's take a step back and look at that. I see it on your notes there. What do we have? We've been outscored in the last two games at 69 to 14. That, that's just plain and simply that's unacceptable. <laughs> uh, the strange thing is, I mean, if you look yardage-wise, where we are offensively, it's mind-boggling that we have 14 points in two games. I mean, last game alone we had 311 yards of offense. Only have seven points. I mean, that that really is, is something we have to take as a challenge to get better in the red zone um, against Poland. We had it down inside their, I think, inside maybe their five twice and came away with zero points. Some of that is because we get behind and then we feel like we love to kick field goals. But when you don't feel you can match field goals with touchdowns, you're going to try to be more aggressive. We had a fake field goal against uh, South Range that was completely my call and. Uh, you know, maybe we'd have had it if we got the ball. Kid from South Range made a great play, and we had a field goal block. So, you know, our special teams and then, you know, play calling and, and, you know, some of the things that we have to address as a coaching staff, it's been a huge emphasis for us this week going into Struthers. Uh, I think Struthers, you know, coming in, they're, they're a younger team, but they, they've gained some confidence. They've been in, uh, you know, obviously been able to win two of those and then being in another close one. I, I think that their kids are going to come in confident. Uh, but again, if we, if we play, come out here and play uh, the way we're capable of, I, I feel real confident we can get this. Now, walking from you, the new coaches' uh, room through the locker room, saying hi to some of the kids, um, they seem like they're in a good mind. So, I mean, how 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 just to keep these? I mean, do you have to keep these kids up, or did they get? Yeah, down? they're human. Um, but you know, Coach Bourne's a guy who I lean on for a lot of advice. And I'll always tell you, kids bounce back quicker than the adults do. So some of that is even getting our coaches' minds right as you as you move after a loss. Uh, but I, I thought our kids were down pretty good Saturday. Uh, 
actually had a little heart-to-heart conversation with them. I kind of kicked the other coaches out and had a little closed-door meeting, and I thought that went well. And, and I'll tell you, like today, specifically the last two days, today was a very, very difficult practice. It was planned difficult. Uh, we went through a rough patch where our kids were, you know, kind of going down the bad road of difficult. But they really bounced back after that, after we talked to them and said, this is, this is the problem with how we play. We go fine when it's going good. It goes bad. Then we turn more bad plays into the pouting and, and all that. We started getting a little bit of that today. We, we said, hey, look, this is what's happening. This is why we lose. And, boy, they really kicked it in the second half of practice. So I was really proud of them to come back the way they did. And, uh, you know, those are the things that I think, Bo, like people don't realize outside of it. Um, you might say, well, that was a dumb play call. And believe me, I, we have our share of dumb play calls, okay? Um, but it, it's more with young kids. It's that belief and desire to keep going in the face of adversity that's really hard to teach. Um, and that, you know, you just try to push a lot of different buttons and hopefully you get that nice little recipe to do it. And, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know. There's there's a buzz around here. I feel with our players that, that I think – I think we're going to step up that challenge this week. Right. Well, that's what I want to hear. Uh, hopefully you guys carry that positive momentum into this week. And once again, the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance. If you folks ever miss these shows in their entirety, you know they're free and available at iTunes and Block Talk Radio. And we always appreciate Coach Perry and his featured players joining us so we can kind of share this program with our listeners. Um, Coach, we always like to say, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the um, – player of the game for Niles McKinley. We're going to talk about one of the coaches' calls that you appreciated the most that you thought made a difference, and then one of the calls that you you made yourself and one of the ones you might have regretted making. So let's start with that. one of the featured players that you think uh, deserves a little extra love. Yeah, I think this week, uh, I think Alan I. Fryer, um, you know, he was very productive. I know he had probably about 135, 140 yards receiving. Uh, played outstanding. He, he's become kind of one of those players where teams seem to be trying to avoid, which is probably wise on their end. You know, um, we put him on the left, they run to the right. We put him on the right, they run to the left. And uh, so he, you know, he's making plays all over the field, and he's another guy I've challenged to not let the negatives get to him. And his comes from a genuine place. He really wants to win football games, and that, you know, we love that. But you, ha- that can't, that can't cause you to be to be down when things are going bad. And uh, uh, you know, he, he does whatever you ask him to do. That's what I love about him. So I think Alan I is deserving of that, uh, uh, you know, of that sandwich. Um, you know, as far as, as far as the plays go, uh, you know, defensively, we came out and I really was excited because we, we got that first three and out of the year. So I was really proud of those guys there. And then again, you know, a couple of the mistakes and maybe it was the, the missed field goal or the fake field goal on that. I thought as our, our, as things, you know, things are this way we try to tell our kids. They are going to make plays, period. The other team's going to make plays. They're good for a reason. There's a reason South Range is a pole. There's a reason South Range goes to the playoffs almost every year. They're a good football team now to win. But I think when, when our negatives go that way, I don't think we're a bad football team. I think we have a bad attitude, and that's what we need squared away. So, you know, from the defensive end of it, I love the way we came out and got that three and out. And then in the third quarter, we gave up zero points. Um, and that's what you need to get back into it. Now, we didn't capitalize offensively. You know, we got the ball down on the three-yard line, time runs out in the end of the first half, and we don't punch it in, you know, so that's tough. But to come out and respond that third quarter and not give up points, hats off to our defense. So I was proud of them there. The botch call of the week, Bo, that's right on my shoulders. We <laughs> tried the fake field goal. Um, we had everything. You know, I, I probably feel like if anyone watched the Browns game, 
I feel the same way. Like we had everything we wanted. We knew what they were going to do. And, um, you know, we just have to get the ball over to kids, kids hand and, and we just miss. And, uh, when you, you know, when you're the coach and you make that call, you have to, you have to put your hand up and say, sorry guys, that was me. Um, you know, we wanted to jump start it there and, uh, you know, get things going. The nice part about that is after, you know, we did give that up, they went down and scored. We answered that touchdown. So, you know, I felt like, okay, the kids bailed me out at that point in time, but, um, really, you know, the botch thing and not, not executing the red zone, that, that falls on the head coach. Well, you know, you know what? I, I, I think this has been one of the best podcasts we've ever done. I think you're, I mean, all the moms and dads out there, grandparents, even the kids, if they want to listen in, I think they're getting a really good inner sanctum of Niles football right now in the season and what you're trying to do as a head coach and what you're trying to take to sting. Well, and this year is different than any other in this way. I mean, in most ways it's different, right? I mean, everybody knows that. But again, we know we're going to get to, we're going to be playing in the postseason in week seven. So we really, as a coaching standpoint, not, not, uh, believe me, we are trying everything we can to do to win these games. But at the end of the day, if we're climbing forward, then we feel like that's, that's you know, what we have to do as a coaching staff. Because ultimately, we want to get into the postseason in advance. And nothing will do more for our program than winning a playoff game. Because then those kids realize, no matter whether you deserve to be in the playoffs or not because you qualified, but you have the ability to compete at that level. So there's a tremendous focus here with that. And, and to me, it really is more mental and emotional than it is physical. We have – we have, you know, we love to have some more talent, some more spots, absolutely. We don't have a ton of depth this year. That is what it is. But we do feel that physically we have a football team that, that is capable of winning games. I, Bo, and I know I, I probably have said this, I would go back and play both of those games again. That, that's just my mentality, and we want to get that, that mentality as well. Excellent. Well, Coach, I don't want to keep you. I know you've been, uh, again, burning the minute. I know we're keeping these kids here getting the maximum I can of practice from all the practices that were missed during COVID. But, hey, best to you and the staff. Obviously, stay healthy. And uh, Friday, home, Bo Ryan. Yeah. yeah you know, I love, usually we're telling people, hey, come on out. And, I know. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking that uh, uh, we can't get everybody in the stadium. But we are, again, we do have to look at the silver line and say, with our stadium, uh, you know, we do get a lot more people than most uh, get in there so more family members can come and watch. You know, being on those roads this team was tough, too, because you were really limited in tickets. And like I said, no band. Uh, so it will, even though it's limited, it will feel good to be at home until Friday night. Once again, this is the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast. Big shout-out once again for Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance for powering the program. As always, we appreciate you stopping by the show. Remember, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, other avenues to listen to the show. As always. Thanks for listening. This has been a C2P exclusive.